There's been a noticeable and alarming rise in anti-LGBTQ sentiment over the past few months, and as you walk backwards through time, it's, uh, you'll notice that the outspoken agitators have even started to broaden their sights from specific members of the LGBTQ community to just the whole community itself. Hating on one subset of the whole community is obviously in no way better or more acceptable by any rational person, but it really makes the intentions of these conservatives known. They've seen what they are able to get away with, how their tactics are effective in getting things banned, or how easy it is to get their constituents whipped into a frenzy over something, and have expanded the scope of their attacks in increasingly rapid succession. Hey, this worked. Let's see if we can take it a little bit further. Yeah, and we'll get to the target boycott stuff, but we quickly want to mention that despite what you think about the positives or negatives of rainbow capitalism, brands and businesses have been doing Pride Month marketing and engagement for a very long time, and there has obviously been pushback over the years from a small yet very vocal type of person. However, the scale at which the backlash has grown in just the past year is legitimately uh, shocking concerning. Yeah. Um, yeah, so now we have book bans in schools and threats against companies for even participating in or trying to capitalize on Pride Month. Things are going great. Yeah, so let's talk about the book bans first, because a recent article in the Washington Post dug into the books that have been challenged by locals, why they were being challenged, and who was behind all of these attempts at having books banned from schools. It turns out, the book simply included gay characters or references to LGBTQ lifestyles or hints at sexuality that didn't conform to their beliefs. And would you be surprised at all to learn that this isn't some absolutely massive movement of concerned parents from all walks of life and is instead just a small group of extremely active people who are now dedicating way too much time to policing everyone else's children and education? Shocker, we know. It's the same as, uh, you know, we've seen this for years. When these people realize that they let anyone into school board meetings, yeah. and, uh, and then people started to notice, like, wait, I keep seeing the same, like, 10 people at school board meetings in, like, a tri-state area. Yeah. What's happening here? It's, it's the same small group of freaks who have way too much time on their hands, mm -hmm. need to get a job, and uh, this is what they do for fun. They go and yell at uh, school board officials, and uh, managed to actually wield power by being so fucking annoying yeah. that people are like, well, okay, fine. And again, you should really take the time to read this entire article. They're always linked down in the description below, but here's the Washington Post. Books about LGBTQ people are fast becoming the main target of a historic wave of school book challenges, and a large percentage of the complaints come from a minuscule number of hyperactive adults. A first of its kind Washington Post analysis found. The Post requested copies of all the book challenges filed in the 2021-2022 school year with the 153 school districts that Taslin Magnuson, a researcher employed by free expression advocacy group PEN America, tracked as receiving formal requests to remove books last school year. In total, officials in more than 100 of those school systems, which are spread across 37 states, provided 1,065 complaints totaling 2,506 pages. The Post analyzed the complaints to determine who was challenging the books, what kind of books drew objections, and why. Nearly half of filings, 43%, targeted titles with LGBTQ characters or themes, while 36% targeted titles featuring characters of color or dealing with issues of race and racism. The top reason people challenged books was sexual content. 61% of challenges referenced this concern. A small number of people were responsible for most of the book challenges the Post found. 
Individuals who filed 10 or more complaints were responsible for two-thirds of all challenges. In some cases, these serial filers relied on a network of volunteers gathered together under the aegis of conservative parents groups such as Moms for Liberty. Get a job! Their reporting goes on to talk about the rise in book challenges, specifically in recent years, and specifically related to LGBTQ issues. And the figures are legitimately quite shocking. Opposition to LGBTQ books is not a new phenomenon in America, but the current wave is likely unprecedented in scope and scale, according to a post-analysis of data provided by the American Library Association, which has tracked book challenges by calendar year for more than two decades. From the 2000s to the early 2010s, LGBTQ books were the targets of between less than 1% and 3% of book challenges filed in schools, according to ALA data. That number rose to 16% by 2018, 20% 20 in 2020, and 45.5% in 2022, the most recent year for which data is available. The post indicates that the majority of the 1,000 plus book challenges analyzed by the post were filed by just 11 people. <laughs> Each of these people brought 10 or more challenges against books in their school district. One man filed 92 challenges. Get a job! Together, these serial filers constituted 6% of all book challengers, but were responsible for 60% of all filings. Man, I fucking hate it here. So this week we got <sighs> a, a great example of the, the type of person who has now dedicated the remaining years of their life to getting books banned from schools. A woman from South Florida who was able to successfully get three books and one poem banned from a school library this past month has now apologized for... for, uh... for promoting the protocols of the Elders of Zion on her personal Facebook page. Oh, oops! Uh, while also admitting that, well, she doesn't even really fucking read, so you kinda, you gotta cut her some slack here. She didn't know! She didn't know about the protocols of the Elders of Zion. Or what was in the books that should be removed from elementary school. It sounds like a cool fantasy book. Protocols of the Elders of Zion. Yeah. Probably some uh, neat sci-fi going on. Yeah. Well, it sounds intriguing. Yeah. So let's start with the original reporting from the Miami Herald. In March, Daly Salinas, a parent of two students at Bob Graham Education Center in Miami Lakes, challenged the ABCs of black history, Cuban kids, countries in the news Cuba, the poem The Hill We Climb, which was recited by poet Amanda Gorman at the January 20th, 2021 inauguration of President Joe Biden, and Love to Langston for what she said included references of critical race theory, indirect hate messages, gender ideology, and indoctrination, according to records obtained by the Florida Freedom to Read Project and shared with the Miami Herald. How do you get from... I, how do you end up promoting the most the Bible of anti-Semitism? Mm -hmm. How do you how do you go from being this type of person that spends their free time writing angry letters to libraries to um, doing Nazi stuff? I'd like to know. Yeah. Well, in a follow-up conducted by the Jewish Telegraphic Agency, who spoke to the parent directly, they found that. Months before a Miami area mother persuaded a local school to restrict access to an Amanda Gorman poem, she was posting anti-Semitic memes on her Facebook page. Quote, I want to apologize to the Jewish community, Salinas told the Jewish Telegraphic Agency on Wednesday. She was saying sorry for a Facebook post she shared in March offering a summary of The Protocols of the Elders of Zion, a notorious anti-Semitic forgery written more than a century ago in Russia. I'm not what the post says, Salinas said. I love the Jewish community. Uh, however, she 
offered no apologies when it came to her book challenges, but then admitted that she hadn't even read what she was trying to have removed. Even the poem by Amanda Gorman, which is, as you would expect, not very long. Yeah, and also, you don't even have to read it. She read it out loud. Yeah, you can watch the, the video. inauguration. Yeah. It's on YouTube. Salinas challenged the Gorman poem, which she says she hasn't read in its entirety, on the grounds that it contains indirect hate messages. The review committee said it erred on the side of caution in deciding to limit students' access. Asked why she wanted the books removed in the first place, Salinas said she had just been expressing her opinion that they did not support the curriculum, but declined to elaborate. She said she had only read parts of the books. And I think that's a lie. They had to read for me because I'm not an expert, she said. <laughs> I'm not a reader. I'm not a book person. I'm a mom involved in my children's education. And that's the most important job of all. The most important and hardest job of all. That's right. Being a mother. Mm -hmm. And don't you dare question what this mama bear says about these books. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, this is all so fucking ridiculous and fucking outrageous until you realize that it's actually, uh, it's it's working. Yeah, they, so they said it right there. They're like, we yeah. erred on the side of caution. Yeah, it's... When someone challenges a book, like, what are we going to do? Actually take the time to explain right. how it could be beneficial or, uh, this is, or just mean, get rid of it because that's the easier step to take. It's Karenism because uh, the, the reason the Karen mindset is so prevalent in society is that it, it often works. If you are annoying enough, um, usually in a customer service setting, but really in any kind of setting, people will give you what you want just to get you to shut the fuck up and go away. Yes. And uh, they'd this rather is, not deal with yeah, it. Yeah, this is taking that same thing. It's like, I don't know. Let's, okay, like five people checked that book out all last year. Like, yeah. is it really going to be missed? Fuck it. Yeah. If also, this lady will go away. We'll do it. Also, the state might uh, get angry with us if we don't right. uh, bend to every yeah. will. Also, these people, yeah, I don't want to end up on fucking. Well, not Tucker anymore, but uh, DeSantis' radar. Yeah, I don't. I want to. I don't want to end up on anyone's fucking radar uh -huh. because yeah, they're gonna send bomb threats to but my yeah, family. It's working. Uh, yeah, it's very successful. These people, they're getting their way because schools are walking on eggshells and worried that they will draw the ire of the state government or become a target of threats from adults who are angry that gay people exist. Yeah, that's where we're at. And speaking of these tactics, unfortunately working, the latest target for anti-LGBTQ bullying is well. Target, a company that has embraced Pride Month for years now and offered clothing and other merchandise items that celebrate the LGBTQ community in the lead up to and during Pride Month. Um, again, rainbow capitalism, but... Yeah, it's... Look, yeah, this is a weird culture war thing because uh, it's like, yeah, their motives are... Money. Money, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're trying to get paid, but, like, the fact that it is nice, like... Whether their motivations are pure or not, like it's good that it's good that businesses do express that they are welcoming yes. to LGBTQ people. That's been a very uh, important thing for that community uh, for a very long time. It's it's why bars and restaurants put the rainbow flag in the window because for the average person, that's just oh, that's a flag. For other people, and especially in certain parts of the country, I'm safe in there. That yeah, that could mean the difference between like having a nice meal or like having your life threatened. Yes. So it's, it's overall good. Yeah, yes. it's a good thing. But conservatives have gone absolutely fucking feral over Target's pride displays and merchandise this year, resulting in some just unhinged videos posted willingly to the internet uh, that make the performers in these videos, the activists in these videos seem insane. Yeah, it's a... Uh... 
it's and also very lame and just dumb as shit. Yeah, and a response from Target themselves. This it's caused a response from Target themselves, where they have bowed to the pressure of these coordinated and telegraphed telegraphed attacks. Yeah. Uh, just over a month ago, Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire laid out the game plan on Twitter, saying, "Here's what we should do: pick a victim, gang up on it, and make an example of it. We can't boycott every woke company or even most of them, but we can pick one. It hardly matters which." and target it with a ruthless boycott campaign. Claim one scalp, then move on to the next. He admit it. Yeah. So Target presented itself as the next in a line of brands that have marketed towards the LGBTQ community thanks to their Pride Month merchandise. Their yeah. Target is the perfect target. Which conservatives have claimed is they're grooming children or something. My kid was normal until I took him to, to target. target. They and saw now a he's... fanny pack with a rainbow on it. And now he's gay. Mm-hmm. My gay son. I love my gay son, mm -hmm. but I wish he wasn't gay. And that's all Target's fault. Yeah. Anyway, most notably, these people's ire lies with some uh, tuck-friendly bathing suits. Bathing suits that are very important here, only available in adult sizes. And that is not what uh, was being spread on conservative no, social media. No, uh, very, very important distinction there. Yes. So despite, yeah, this very clear fact, they have made it seem as though these are kids' bathing suits. And so, yeah, the outrage quickly followed. Even if this was true, though, like, if a kid puts on a bathing suit and realizes that it might be a little more gender neutral than they're used to, I don't think that is going to specifically turn them fucking gay or trans. Mm -hmm. It's not how it works. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, there's other blatant lies being spread about all this merchandise that's being sold, including one shirt that says... Satan respects my pronouns. Wow, I can't... How could Target sell that? Well, they, they fucking don't. They aren't. It's not being sold at Target. It's never been sold at Target. It's just a random fucking t-shirt on the internet that they decided in their headcanon is sold at Target. Yeah. And yeah, again, even though these claims are intentionally misleading, that doesn't stop the more unhinged right-wing followers from starting to do the dirty work by either sending threatening letters to Target or by going down to their local Target to... Um, at least in one odd case, dress up in a pride bathing suit and bother people. The first thing I do when I get fucking red, steaming mad about gay shit is go... Put and, on a one-piece. I go and cross-dress in public. Yes, in a I rainbow one-piece bathing suit. I hate suit. these gays so much there, I'm going to put on a fucking bathing suit wow, with really a rainbow on it. The, the, I'm going to tuck. Yeah. I'm going to tuck. You see me? I'm tucking. <laughs> Don't you hate it as much as I do? Yeah, it's uh, this is a weird pattern that you see, and I have to, you know, have to wonder. That's all I'll say. And th another thing to point out this week that uh, we we don't cover on this video, but uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's boyfriend, they they pulled up a video of him dressing in drag a couple years ago for a news broadcast. And he's of course. like, actually, very comfortable. I really like this actually. And she had to like publicly uh, come out and be like, well, it's different. How is it different? Mark? Also, it's the guy that she kissed in the limo that he was interviewing. Oh, the her. news guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. was weird. Anyway. So but not weird when you find out they're like apparently dating. Uh, yeah, and then the, in another video, and this one I think is actually not from this recent round of uh, uh, controversy. It's actually like a few months or maybe from even. No, it has Pride Month, so it's, by, it has to have been last year. I think it was year. last year. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's this guy, this fucking dickhead walking around the store like a total asshole in a MAGA hat while meekly knocking over pride displays, crushing them, and also bothering shoppers and employees. Oh, the one I was thinking of was the guy where the, the Target employee, the woman, comes out, and she's like, do you worship Satan? She's like, sure, yeah. Like, <laughs> Aren't you mad that God's getting mad at you? He's like, I don't believe in God. Please leave. Yeah. 
So just like not having it. No, this one is uh is so yeah, this guy looks it's a little pathetic. drunk. It's I've pathetic because too, he yeah. just like lightly knocks it over and like doesn't want to really be seen except for on camera, like crushing one of the yeah, displays. This is shit like literally this shit you do when you're like 12, 13. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I'm getting away with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very, very lame. Also, These there's people some, have child brains. There's uh, some, uh, I don't even want to reference it because it's internet journalism, but uh, going on with uh, finding this guy's like gay online profiles, which... Would make sense, but also the, I it's mean, like this is all internet drama, so like, I don't really want to. A lot, yeah. I, at this point, I have to believe that a decent percentage of these people are perhaps protesting a bit too much, yes. perhaps overcompensating for some unresolved issues in their own life that yeah. they'd probably be a lot happier if they were to confront those issues. Head on. Mm -hmm. That's all I'll say. But again, these are all from just like a, a very small group of very loud, very coordinated people. But Target very quickly crumbled under the pressure and has apparently decided to roll back their pride initiatives in stores. Here's the Wall Street Journal. Target said Tuesday it would remove some products related to Pride Month from stores after a backlash from customers caused employees to feel unsafe, becoming the latest company to get drawn into the U.S. culture wars. The Minneapolis-based retailer for over a decade has sold a selection of often rainbow-adorned clothing, decor, and other items related to Pride Month, the early summer celebration of the LGBT community. The company has always received some criticism for the collection, but this month the negative reaction has taken a more aggressive turn, particularly in recent days, a spokeswoman said. Since introducing this year's collection, we've experienced threats impacting our team members' sense of safety and well-being while at work, she said. In some cases, people have confronted workers in stores, knocked down Pride merchandise displays, and put threatening posts on social media with video from inside stores, the spokeswoman said. The reporting continues, adding that last week, Target also moved its Pride collection section away from the front of stores in some southern states after store workers expressed safety concerns and executives wanted to use the high traffic area to promote swimwear as temperatures rose, said the spokeswoman. The merchandise change in some southern stores was earlier reported by Fox News. And this news has obviously emboldened these groups online who clearly see this as a victory and proof that their tax tactics are working because they are. By immediately bowing down to these groups, they're sending the message that they're willing to back down to any group critical of what they put in their stores. Um, and the people behind this push, again, most notably Matt Walsh, is definitely doing a victory lap because of this and is using it as a test case to go even further. He tweeted this in the wake of Target's recent decisions. The goal is to make pride toxic for brands. If they decide to shove this garbage in our face, they should know that they'll pay a price. It won't be worth whatever they think they'll gain. First Bud Light and now Target. Our campaign is making progress. Let's keep it going. And <laughs> it goes without saying, but this is a guy who sells a plush toy of himself as an actual baby in a tiny little diaper for kids to play with on his website. Yeah, this apparently has been sitting in their online store for a while now, but people just sort of noticed it this week and like, hey, this is odd. What the fuck is that, Matt? But much like how the story- Oh, I'm just a little baby. Oh, I'm a little tiny baby. Oh, my diaper is full. Great for the kids to cuddle with. Uh, also, he posted a picture of him going fishing, dressed clearly shopping in the twink section, like looks like a fucking early 2000s old Navy model, and uh, holding his fishing pole with no fishing line in it. Just the the fakest man's man it's, on the face uh, of the earth. Uh, uh, ben Shapiro holding the bag yeah. of one slice of wood from- yeah. uh, 
uh, Home Depot. It's uh, yeah, and the the menswear guy, he's just like he correctly because I, I was, I saw this picture. I'm like, he's dressed a bit gay, at least <laughs> in my opinion. But I'm not gonna say that. But then the the menswear guy on Twitter, he's just like, no, like it's really interesting seeing these like super anti LGBTQ guys. Uh, wearing clothes that, like, just 15 years ago would have been considered, like, ooh, a little sus. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, all of Matt's fans were in there like, oh, you're saying pants are gay? It's like, no, it's not the clothes, it's the cut. The yes. cut is gay. Yes. And it's not gay, but it was once. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. But also, th this, is, this is almost identical to the thing that happened last week with Elon Musk, Twitter, and Turkey, where it's like, no, oh, they yeah. said that they were going to cut off traffic, so I guess we got to uh, suppress the speech. I mean, I do kind of, I don't know. Maybe Target knows more than everyone else does. Maybe they do have credible, credible threats. threats. Yeah. Like, it is a... It's a safety issue. It is a safety issue, and, like, you wouldn't want your employees getting fucking killed yeah. over something like this. So I, I do understand it, but, the yeah, the fact that they just, like, rolled over for... Uh, for a group that is never going to stop. No. Is never going to be fucking satisfied. In fact, is emboldened by this. Yeah, like, and, and they're like, okay, look, we're going to move the pride display, like, out of your line of sight when you enter the store. He's like, that's not going to be enough. It's never going to be enough. Nope. They uh, will never be satisfied. Yeah. Anyway, since this is news dump and we're just scooping up stories that happened over the past week, we should probably at least mention that uh, some 19-year-old Nazi from Missouri rammed a U-Haul into a uh, Alleged Nazi, Ricky? In, in front of the White House in the middle of the night earlier this week. And it just kind of drifted in and out of the news feed because, well, he didn't get very far, first yeah. of all. It's hard uh, to keep track of all the Nazi terrorists in this country these uh, yeah. days. There's so many. Also, he didn't get very far because this is one of the most protected areas in the country. And also, his plan was foiled by the humble bollard. Yeah. I'm a, I, I appreciate bollards. They are not to be fucked with. Yeah. They look, oh, I could drive over that. Yeah, let's, let's see a try, strong. buddy. Let's yeah. see a try. But also, it, it's because it happened in the middle of the night, and, you know, everyone wakes up. They're like, well, we got the debt ceiling. And oh, my gosh, Francis. the debt ceiling. What are we going to do about the debt ceiling? Oh, my God. Yeah. Mint the coin. No, don't mint the coin. I did see one of the funniest things was that... Uh, uh, Joe Biden should walk up to Kevin McCarthy yeah, and, and pull, just a <laughs> pull a trillion dollar coin out of his ear. I guess this, this is, is all stupid. Like uh, this shit comes up every like five to ten years, and like honestly, Donald Trump had like the best take on this in Truth Social like a week ago. He's like, "We're America. We literally can't like default. We the currency the world uses our currency." This well, is he not said that it big of in his CNN town hall. <laughs> he was like, he, "They brought the debt ceiling." He's like, "Wow, it was okay when I did it." Yeah, it's you uh, use it as a bargaining tool. Like, yeah, I've, I mean, it's not it's not nothing. I'm not a fucking economist, but yeah. like it's the U.S. dollar is the global currency. So we do have a lot more leverage in these kinds of situations. It's not as much of an emergency as they try to paint it like every fucking five years. Like, oh, God, we're going to default. I do love You'll that. You'll figure it out. Uh, I can't remember the reporting, but it was just like. They went over this, and they could have like done this when they had control of both oh, the yeah, House yeah, and the no. Senate. Instead, course, now yeah. it's it's a it's a fucking huge issue. That I, no one, not neither side, is backing down on. And I think I don't remember who was Bernie or it was someone on the left was like, "Hey, they should really do something about this right now." Shut and, up, Bernie. And just <laughs> like, oh god, why didn't we do anything about this last year? Anyways, mm -hmm. not nothing really happened with this because uh, the dude ran into a bollard. But uh, you know, 
Also, we woke up and it was like, oh shit, Ron DeSantis is announcing. So, uh, well, yeah, they pulled a full on fucking Nazi flag on yeah, this guy's car. You, but you can't pay attention to every single Nazi who attempts to seize control of the White House, can There's you? only so many hours in the day. Yeah, luckily, the Washington Post did cover the failed attempt, though it still wasn't exactly a trending topic, nor did it appear on their top stories list. But uh, some uh, important things to note in this story. Here's some more details from the reporting. A 19-year-old Missouri man with a Nazi flag who police say crashed a rented U-Haul truck into a barrier near the White House on Monday night told authorities he planned to seize power and kill the president if he had to, according to newly released court records. The man, identified as Sai Varsith Kandula, told police he bought the flag because, quote, Nazis have a great history, and he admired their authoritarian nature, eugenics, and their one world order, according to the court document. He called Adolf Hitler a strong leader and said he would hurt anyone that would stand in my way, the court document says. But the document, a statement of facts attested to by a Secret Service agent, says Kandula was not carrying any weapons or ammunition and no explosives were found in his U-Haul. After twice striking the metal bollards on 8th Street Northwest near 16th Street, he got out and an officer ordered him to the ground and detained him, the document says. So this dude obviously uh, nuts, did, did, crazy. Didn't really, yeah, didn't plan this out well. Probably because he's nuts. But yeah, also, this immediately just like lit up all the the blue checks on Twitter, the smartest guys on Twitter, mm -hmm. who claimed uh, once again for the second time in less than a month that obviously this was a, a false flag, was a psyop, mm -hmm. and also that people who aren't white simply cannot be Nazis or white supremacists. Which um, these people are never going to accept facts, but like. Uh, this guy, I believe, Indian background, Indian uh, heritage or whatever. I don't know if he's born in the U.S. or not. But yeah, over in India, like, same with the, in Latin America. You can find so many photos of people who just get really into fucking Nazi shit while completely compartmentalizing away the part where, like, Adolf yeah. Hitler would have spit in their They're face. They're being brain poisoned. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, people were questioning the U-Haul and why a U-Haul, especially if there's nothing in it. Well, I'm not a detective. This is just my simple conclusion about the specifics of the U-Haul. But in most states, you have to be 25 to rent a car and 18 to rent a U-Haul. Oh, yeah. Could literally be that simple. I don't know for sure, but that is immediately what I thought of. Like, oh, a 19-year-old can't rent a car. Yeah. But they can rent a U-Haul. That's interesting. That's probably it. And it was apparently the timeline was he literally got off the plane and went straight there. Okay. So it's not like he was like camped out in D.C. or anything. He got off the plane, got the U-Haul, and drove. But like, what was the plan? So he no idea. If he gets through the bollards, no problem. Like he was probably like, oh, big truck will get through. Was that. he just gonna aim like straight for the Oval Office where Joe Biden is always sitting right behind his desk? Based How on, is this gonna work? Based on his, the, you know, the vehicular manslaughter, the entire <laughs> the entire secret. Based on his statements or whatever alone, he was not in, in a me mental state that would lead yeah. you to believe he had a plan at all. Anyways, either way, I can agree with everyone that this person was clearly mentally unstable. Yeah, I don't think he's representative of a larger trend as much as he's crazy. But yeah, it is always interesting how many young people in this country clearly have been completely fucking brain poisoned by Nazi shit online. Also, yeah, everyone's like, oh, look, they laid it out all beautifully on the road. And it's like, no, have you ever seen a traffic stop? All they do is take everything out piece by piece yeah. and lay it out so they can take it as evidence and photograph it. Yeah disingenuous. Anyways, let's take a, a moment to catch our breath here. All right. We do have more news coming up and I, I am trying my best to make the second half of this episode a little bit lighter. Okay. Mm -hmm. We got movie pass coming up. Okay. And we also have some funny clips. Uh, so, so let's take a quick second to thank today's sponsor factor. 
During the prime spring season, you need wholesome, convenient meals to energize you for warmer, more active days and keep you on track for reaching your goals. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, you'll eat well, and you'll tackle everything on your to-do list. Too busy to cook this May? With Factor, skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy, then get back outside and soak up the warmer weather. Looking for calorie-conscious options ahead of summer? Try delicious, dietitian approved calorie-smart meals with around 550 calories or less per serving. Need an extra boost of energy to support your wellness goals this spring? Try Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. Factor offers delicious, flavor-packed options on the menu each week to fit a variety of lifestyles, from keto to calorie-smart, vegan and veggie, and protein plus. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all of the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long while meeting your goals. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to select vegan and veggie meals each week. With 34-plus chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. My go-to almost every week I get it is the shredded chicken taco bowl. Yeah, it's a good Fantastic. One. Yeah. Way better than the Taco Bowls at Trump Tower. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45-plus add-ons, including breakfast items like the delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and potato bacon and egg breakfast skillet. Or for an easy wellness boost, try refreshing beverage options like cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. This May, get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com newsdump50 and use code newsdump50 to get 50% off your first box. That is code newsdump50 at factormeals.com newsdump50 to get 50% off your first box. All right, back to the news now. And in the wake of Ron DeSantis' big announcement live on Twitter Spaces yesterday, which we did cover at length, uh, there, ironic, there were audio issues uh, both with YouTube and with our microphones, but yeah. uh, the audio issues on YouTube's end are fixed. So if you were like, what? This is broken. What? It's, it's fixed now. So go please check out that video if you haven't already, because it's a doozy. But in the wake of that, uh, an account which is apparently a legit marketing arm for the DeSantis campaign titled DeSantis War Room uploaded what appears to be an official promotional video for his campaign. Now look, we know that the checkmark doesn't really mean anything anymore, but this entire account going back quite a while has been very active in promoting his message, repackaging his interviews and speeches, and marketing his campaign through news articles and the like. It also directly links back to all of his official accounts and web pages. So, I don't know, seems like it's at least tangentially related to his campaign. Maybe it's uh, financed by a PAC or something like that. Whatever. The video that they posted the night of DeSantis' Twitter space is odd. Mainly because they used the audio from the space to kind of like build a promotion out of it. But they really, they did the, the same thing as the Twitter space itself. They, they spent a lot of time just, just pushing praise onto Elon Musk instead of Ron DeSantis. It's a very strange video. It, The vibes it gave me is like, it's like the iMovie when you get a new fucking MacBook and it's just like, you don't know shit about editing, that's fine. Just drop a bunch of clips in here and we'll just like- We'll make, do the rest. We'll make a video for you automatically. Yeah. It feels like that because it is, there is some jarring, uh, Things happening in here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so during yesterday's event, yeah, it almost seemed as though Elon was going to announce that he was DeSantis's running mate or yeah. that DeSantis might 
be his running mate or something of that nature. I, I felt like that subject was yeah. going to be broached. Like, uh, and by the way, we're doing two announcements today. Yeah, that didn't happen, but it's also something that we could see happening because reality is sometimes sillier than we can even imagine. I don't know. If you're not a natural-born U.S. citizen, can you run as vice president still? I don't know. That'd be a good question. Has anyone ever tested well, this? Well, they could pass legislation that fixes that, you see. So either way, this video is very weird. So just take a look at this brief clip of it yourself. And of course, the cartels have been responsible for moving massive amounts of fentanyl into this country. And that's killing tens of thousands of Americans every year now. And what they're doing is they lace the other types of drugs with the fentanyl. So you may have like a, a teenage kid doing something they probably shouldn't do, but in pr prior generations would not have been fatal. And now if it's laced with, with fentanyl, you know, these kids can overdose and die. And so mothers are losing kids. Yeah, what is happening? It's just like showing Elon. It's a fan doing camp. Yeah, it's. <laughs> this man is toast. <laughs> this is, again, this is, he is targeting his entire campaign at like Twitter blue freaks. Which is not a representative sample no. of the conservative electorate. Also, his, uh, you know, after his Twitter space, he was like, oh, well, I'm going to do the traditional rounds of media. But the person hosting the nightly show on Fox now is the most unlikable talking head, Trey Gowdy. Oh, yeah. So he was the one that lucked out with the DeSantis interview. And it's just like, who's listening to this guy? He, DeSantis also released like an official campaign video that uh, where he clearly no one knows how to mic him. Interesting, because uh, clearly it was the same with the Twitter space. But yeah, it's it's camera audio, despite the camera being like a crisp kind of well lit shot. The audio is all just coming from the camera microphone. So it sounds terrible. And whoever's it looks like they're like intentionally like they didn't turn on image stabilization or they like I think nowadays you have to actually go in and turn image stabilization off because it's always on. But yeah, it's shaky for no fucking reason. It's it's a stable shot, a static shot, where the camera... It almost looks like they added movement in After Effects afterwards. I wouldn't like, be surprised let's, if someone Let's was... make this more exciting. Can we, uh, yeah. we go handheld with it? Yeah, or just used an iPhone. Yeah, I, well, an iPhone... I mean, these days, if you shoot something on an yeah, iPhone, it's it's, smooth, it yeah. is very smooth. Yeah, like this, right. This, this was intentional. Yeah, they, this it looks like... Not just, like an action Not movie. just shaky hands. They were, they were doing this. It's yeah. very strange. And while we're briefly on the topic of Elon Musk presents Twitter.com, you may have noticed that one of the site's key metrics has gone completely missing. Video view counts are no longer shown in most cases. Interesting. Though they, the one case where they are still shown, the Android app, for now. Now, there's no telling if or when that will be removed as well, but it seems as though that's coming soon. In our opinion, this is because of the clear discrepancy between impressions and views. And the impressions numbers are always way higher because it counts people who just scrolled by but didn't interact at all. And also, because when you make metrics private, you can just tell advertisers whatever you want because those numbers are not publicly available. If they go by the impression numbers, then, well, good for them. We got more numbers than we actually did. Cool. It also might, might, in another extreme, have something to do with the fact that movies keep somehow leaking on the platform. For, and, yeah, and... And people keep pointing out how many hundreds of thousands, and in some cases, millions of views these movies are getting. Most recently, it was the new John Wick, which was up, up for, for hours. It was up for uh, around 12 hours. And, and got uh, millions of views, and so many people were like, wow, thanks. I, I would have, I definitely would have paid for the VOD <laughs> to see this, but I'm glad that Elon Musk has clearly teamed up with 
Lionsgate or whoever to uh, and you know, give this away for free. Because Twitter is run by so few people, this was up and getting views during the Twitter Spaces thing. So it's I, like, well, how are we supposed to pay attention to two things at once? I don't know why any of these studios who are clearly uh, don't know how to fucking make money aren't suing the shit out of Twitter for this happening on a daily basis. They come after our videos for showing them their marketing materials, yeah. their, their trailers, that, and we don't do it anymore because they used to strike all of our videos back then and take the ad revenue. Yeah, this is... It's weird. So anyway, yeah. Here's, yeah, here's Matt Binder of Mashable. Multiple Twitter users, including the author of this piece, have noticed that videos on Twitter are no longer displaying how many times they've been viewed. This metric was previously publicly available to all users. It's unclear if this move is intentional, as Twitter has recently updated its video player to include playback speed and a picture-in-picture -picture style mini player. However, some users have reported noticing the missing view counts more than a week ago. If the video view count metric removal is indeed on purpose, this would make Twitter the least transparent social media platform when it comes to video. Every other major video platform from YouTube to Facebook to TikTok shows its users how many views a video has received. It's also an extremely important metric for advertisers as this helps them decide how to run ad campaigns on these platforms. The removal of this metric forces users to depend on a different one that often paints videos uploaded to Twitter as more successful than the clips actually are. Yes. And uh, a very interesting example of this already playing out is, uh, I believe, David Sachs and the, the Elon Ron crew, the Iran crew, uh, talking about the, you know, getting breaking the millions and millions of views on uh, DeSantis clips when like people on Android are like, no, no, you didn't. Yeah, and that's probably uh, another explanation as to why. So. He, uh, DeSantis also put out a new shirt that says, breaks the internet. So, you know, he sucks at every part of his campaign. Is it an official slogan uh, of his, the Make America Florida thing? Or is I that don't just know. Like I've a seen the hats, slogan? but I'm not sure. Because, like, yeah, a lot of people have pointed out, I was like, does Ron DeSantis understand how most of the rest of the country views actually <laughs> views Florida? Because I don't think you really want to lean on that too much. Like, it'll work with the freaks, but your average person finds Florida be, to be a strange off-putting place mm -hmm. for the most part. That's right. But uh, while we're on the topic of social video streams, there was an absolutely insane influencer marketing ad that went viral this week. And, and look, it's not funny. I mean, it's surreal. But it's not, at its core, a funny topic. It's just absurd. It's it makes me feel funny. <laughs> That's a one way to put it. Sure. It's, <laughs> I, I can find humor in the oddity of it, like the it, surrealism it of it all. It feels like dark satire. Yes, that's correct. The The topic of the video is not funny, but it's simply absurd in every aspect that this was turned into an influencer campaign and the deadpan delivery of the entire thing as if it's a normal TikTok video only adds to how unsettling, odd, comical, absurd it all is. We, we frequently toss around the word dystopian and well, that's because a lot of things these days seem that way, but this ad in particular feels like it's taken straight from a dystopian dark comedy film about America. It, because holy shit, I mean, so it's an ad for the Biore skincare brand and mental health, but it dips in and out of mentions of the influencer's mental health issues by mentioning her experience during a school shooting, a very real school shooting where people died. Again, 
obviously not funny, but absurd and very weird that these types of events are so common that people's experiences in them are now being used to sell products. Yeah. So here's just a very short clip of the branded integration. And if for some reason we have to take this part of the video down, we'll leave links to the description of the story from the New York Times. Uh, here you go. So in countless obstacles that made this year, from a school shooting to having no idea what life is going to look like after college. Supportive Mental Health Awareness Month, I'm partnering with Bior Skincare to strip away the stigma of anxiety. I will never forget the feeling of terror that I had walking around campus for weeks in a place I considered home. So obviously both the influencer and the brand have apologized for this marketing video. Here's the New York Times reporting on it. The skincare brand Biore apologized this week after facing criticisms that a paid social media post advertising its products at once trivialized and exploited the issue of gun violence in America. An influencer and graduate of Michigan State University, Cecily Max Brown, had posted a TikTok sponsored by Biore in which she talked about how a shooting on campus in February affected her mental health, along with stressors like her post-college career, narrating over videos that show her alternating between exercising, resting, and using skincare products. The video was quickly taken down on Friday, less than 24 hours after it was posted, after social media users said it was insensitive and remarked on the startling contrast between the video's upbeat nature and focus on skincare and the tragedy it touched on. The company apologized on Sunday for the video, saying it had lacked sensitivity around an incredibly serious tragedy and that its tonality was completely inappropriate. The company said it let our community down and we let our creators down by not providing better guidance. This is, uh, I don't think they're comparable, but this at face value reminds me of the mattress brand doing the 9-11 promotion. We'll never forget. Oh! <laughs> uh, our twin towers up. Uh, I think a little bit more time needs to pass between America's gun violence problem and, oh crap, there was another one. So if just some more time passed between America's gun violence problem and, uh, you know, uh, marketing attempts. Uh, made, oh, there was another one. Mm -hmm. So as, as long as a little bit more time can pass between America's gun violence problem and making fun of it, then I think we'll all be... Well, you can guess what happened next. Hey, besties. Don't forget to smash that like button. Mm -hmm. You know, the worst part about being involved in a high, casually, uh, high casualty mass shooting situation is my skin's been breaking out so badly ever since it happened. But thanks to the good people at Biore, not a problem. I anymore. can leave this mass shooting behind me by putting on my best face. Yes. Ghoulish. <sighs> anyway, uh, that one will certainly go into the Social Media Marketing Hall of Fame. Yeah, along oh, with the rest. Shame. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Anyway, let's change the subject over to Movie Pass. Hey, that old that old dead horse. It is back. It is. Again. It's officially back now. And it's more confusing than ever. Uh, the long and short of it is this. You buy credits to go see movies. The credits range in actual value depending on the movie, the time, the day, and where you live. It's literally crusty dollars or like in-game tokens. It's confusing on purpose. I'm buying the gems to go see the movie for what I could have paid money for. And yet, it might be worth it if you can plan everything out, utilize it frequently, and don't mind the stress of wondering how it all fucking works or if it will work. Uh, or when you can see something, if you can see something when you want to it's see like, it. It's like it's a it's like the the fast pass or whatever it's called, magic genie or whatever. Now it's like uh, for the yeah. people who have perfected how to use it, it's just beneficial. Intentionally confusing. Yeah. yeah so like <laughs> you're 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 probably yeah you'll probably save a couple bucks, but you have to like go to college to learn how to use it correctly. 
Anyway, here's The Verge with more on this big relaunch. Under the company's new points-based system, you can pay $10 per month to watch one to three movies at any of the 4,000 participating theaters throughout the U.S. In addition to the $10 a month basic plan, MoviePass offers three more expensive subscription options. A $20 a month standard plan for three to seven movies per month, a $30 a month premium plan for five to 11 movies per month, and a $40 a month pro plan for up to 30 movies per month. There's a separate, more expensive subscription for customers in Southern California oh. and the New York metro area. The reason why each tier includes a range of movies you can watch has to do with the way MoviePass's new credit system works. Every tier offers a different number of credits that you can redeem on movies each month, with Basic having the least number of credits and the Pro Plan having the most. According to MoviePass, a film's credit value can fluctuate depending on a number of factors, including the time of day and day of the week that you want to watch it. Based on tweets from customers who tested the service, credit costs have changed without warning and can vary significantly across showings. If you don't use up all your credits, MoviePass says it will roll them over to the next month, allowing you to have a maximum of two months worth of unused credits in your account to use at a later date. Once you sign up for the service, you'll receive a MoviePass card within 10 to 15 business days that you'll need to use at supported theaters. I mean, it sounds like a pretty good deal, all confusion aside. There's no way they're making money. They're doing it again. Yeah, <laughs> this is not a sound business yeah, plan this is, there's for no, them. There's, there's no path to profitability here. Also, my favorite thing uh, when, when wanting to try out a new product is having to wait two weeks to yeah. get the card in the mail in order to actually use it. Well, it's exciting. It takes you back. Before Amazon, we had to wait for good things. Yeah. Good things came to those who wait. Yeah. Kids these days, they can't even fucking mute their phones That's when, right. they're, when they're filming on, on a goddamn YouTube show That's that, right. gets, that gets uh, 20,000 likes. They can't even mute You better their like phones. the video. Yeah, these kids, instant gratification. They need to know if someone's texting them. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> surely things will work out for MoviePass this time around, right, Elliot? Yeah. So, also, where the hell is the... What happened to that whole cryptocurrency integration that they were falling over themselves to talk about last year when crypto was the hot new buzzword? I believe was, they said uh, there would be some crypto involved. Yeah. Um, you know, this was a very appealing when it sounded like a crypto scam, but now that it's just a normal scam... Now that I'm just buying gems to see movies and the price of those gems can fluctuate at any yeah. time. How, do, how are they integrating AI into their system? That's It's absolutely <laughs> fascinating that they didn't mention that. Yeah, come on. Yeah. But speaking of things not working, another YouTube feature has been thrown in the garbage. Yeah. Luckily, based on their internal data, you probably weren't even using the feature anyway. You won't miss it. You won't notice it's gone. We're talking about... YouTube Stories. Oh, that old thing? Yeah, it's gone. It's yeah. never coming back. Bye-bye. Here's Matt Bender of Mashable once again. On June 26th, YouTube will officially sunset its YouTube Stories feature. Beginning on that Monday, users will no longer be able to create YouTube Stories. Any story created before <laughs> that date will expire as normal, seven days after the story was created. Meaning there will be no longer any YouTube stories viewable starting the following Monday, July 3rd. YouTube, YouTube explained that the reason it's dropping YouTube stories Jesus. was so that it could focus on its other, more popular recent features. The company specifically focused on its short-form video feature, YouTube Shorts, as well as community posts. The platform recently rolled out community posts to all its YouTube channels as it was formerly a feature that was only activated after a channel accumulated a thousand subscribers. This is gonna Stories. Be, this is gonna be a, an absolutely deep cut that maybe 15 people watching will get. But all I could think about when you were doing that 
was the old YouTube poop of King of the Hill, where <laughs> Peggy Hill is competing in the boggle competition. Boggle. And they keep going, oh, Peggy Hill's down to her last pencil. <laughs> she only has this pencil. All right, That's a good one. The 15 of you who remember yeah. that before Bainsel. it was banished from the internet, probably. Yeah. Uh, Durham Rockers, I believe. I, I cannot believe. There's probably a memory of my childhood that was pushed out of my brain. And now all I can, that the, the thing taking that space is the name of the YouTube channel that wow. was doing that. Wow. Wow. Anyways, we, uh, we rarely, if ever, use any of these hot new features that yeah. YouTube debuts because we don't want to annoy you with too much content flooding your feed. We just appreciate that you watch our normal, very well-produced videos. Sometimes the audio doesn't work, but folks, that's the way of the internet game. Uh, we do appreciate that you watch our videos at length, and we're just happy that we fit into that part of the YouTube ecosystem without having to do shorts all guys. The only day. stories I need are on daytime television, on CBS, and they take place in hospitals. That actually is the next thing my that's stories. getting uh, taken out by the writer's strike. First oh, it was late soaps. night, then the soaps are... But, that you know, it's all, you know, old people that watch the soaps. So you just put on last season stuff and they're going to be... Yeah, that's a whole world I know nothing about. I watched, like, they two episodes... They make, like, 300 episodes a year. It's insane. I watched some episodes with my mom while I was home visiting. I watched General Hospital. And I was like, when do they go to the hospital? And then finally they did uh, do a scene in the hospital at the end. Was but there... they were... It was specifically not hospital-related for a very long time. Yeah. I, I tuned in for hospital stuff. I guess if this isn't scratching my itch, thank God that the good doctor has a new episode about <laughs> the, the surgeon who you tells know, you that he's a surgeon. We've all got lots of good doctor to catch Where's up Dr. Hahn? I tuned in for Dr. Hahn. I want a live Dr. Hahn reaction. <laughs> Where's Dr. Hahn? Uh, anyways, thanks for just watching our videos. But if you <laughs> want us to be annoying YouTubers, here you go. It's time to like the video. Do it. Hit that like button. Come on. It, it, it shoots confetti Come out. Come on. You have a lot Come of great uh, time hitting the button, and it really helps us out. Also, uh, uh, we should mention now, now that it's about to happen, yes, we are taking the next entire week off. We'll be back like the 7th or something like that of June. But uh, as you can see, by our uh, slow slow descent into madness and uh, production capabilities... Insane things are about to happen. Yes, but that we, we know our limits when it comes to uh, burnout and mental health. You gotta and it's take, about, it's it's at the six month mark. Where you we gotta know take that the horse to stable once in a while. And give the horse a drink. I even noticed people <laughs> yesterday being like, yeah, they're about due for a break. The audio <laughs> issues are coming in. They seem tired. And you're right. So that's why we do take uh, planned breaks. So next week we're taking a, uh, some time off. We will be back, don't worry. I'm gonna do some gardening. And I'm going to see some national parks. So uh, we rarely promote other things in this show. The only national park I need is my own backyard. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so if you wanna see uh, my my stories, stories on Instagram of uh, my national parks visits, uh, please go follow me on Instagram. It's at uh, RickyFTW or however you wanna find it. I'll put a link in the description below, but I'm RickyFTW on Instagram. I'll be posting, posting through it as I go to Death Valley. And Ooh. the one with the big trees, Sequoia. Yeah, yeah. Gonna see, I'm gonna hug General Sh Sherman. You can't, you can't. Can't even put your arms General Sherman it. hugs you. That's right. Uh, so yes, go follow me there if you wanna see updates from our beautiful national parks, the one good idea we ever had. Our big, beautiful parks. Yeah. Uh, also, in the meantime, if you haven't already, or you were like, what, there's no audio here. Ironic, because that's how his spaces started. But we do have our full reaction and analysis of Ron DeSantis presidential campaign launch on Twitter exclusively. Ron DeSantis reporting for duty. Check out that video and our other video from earlier in the week 
Uh, please watch those. Thank you for subscribing and liking the video. Uh, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.